hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company's podcast. So, here we are. It's been a crazy week. Oh my gosh. So, what did you think? You know, Quirks, this was this was your first yes. time at a conference with me. Yeah. And I've heard all the stories, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if I believed you, but really? I can say I've been there. And I am exhausted. Yes, it's exhausting. But, man, it was a lot of fun. I know, I know. That's like, that's the rub with them. If you really get to a great conference and the energy is high and uh, the people are very clear about yeah. what they're there for and they're they're willing to be interactive and we show up and we know exactly what we want, you right. know, out of the event. And we know also exactly what we're ready to give. We come loaded up, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we leave exhausted, right? Oh my gosh. I just have to say, uh, market research people know how to party. It's, I was, you know, during the day, everyone's all business, all numbers. Uh Afterwards, they don't want to get down. I have two words for you. Research club. Research club. Also jam band. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Okay. So we're going to back up a little bit. We're going to clarify, you know, but that's kind of uh, me and Ashley here um, just wanting to, you know, chit chat a little bit about Quirks Chicago. It was a great show. And um, and this was Ashley's first time coming um, to a show with me and presenting. And actually we co-presented, which I loved. It was. What have we been doing this whole time? I know. It was just fun to be able to go back and forth, have variety. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it just brings a, a different uh, liveliness to yeah. the presentation, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, even when you're in the audience, it's so good to have some, you know, some variation. And we were supposed to speak for 30 minutes. We spoke mm-hmm. for 29 Woo! minutes. So we know what we're doing, yeah. apparently. That was good. Um, and uh, I did mention this in my uh, in my presentation that um, it is frustrating to me when I come across companies and they don't know their personas. And in fact, mm. I could I could parse that. I can find that out right away. Right. You walk up to someone at a trade show booth and you're like, so tell me about your company and, you know, who are you looking for? Well, like, what's your wish list? If I, you know, who, who would you love, you know, to walk into your booth right now? And they cannot answer mm. me. And so I think there's a little bit of um, some frustration, you know, kind of at a trade show, if you're manning a booth, you kind of just have to deal with anybody who comes up right. to you. And I know, right. because I remember way back in the day when I used to do trade show booths, and I get that it's very hard to man a trade show booth. People don't really understand how much energy is involved, you know, how many conversations you have, how you get trapped. And I, I don't mean that in a horrible, negative sure. way. But sometimes you do get trapped talking with someone who really is is not a good fit your, for mm-hmm. your business. And right. you're not a good fit for them, and they're not a good fit for you, but you, you're there. And I think that ke- keeps people from wanting to do trade shows. But yet, if you can be really clear about who you're going out after, um, and you're really clear about your message, um, exactly like what pain point, what, what do you solve for your most ideal client, then trade right. shows can be incredibly, incredibly effective. Yeah. And I think they really are for us. I've seen Mm -hmm. it. I mean, you've been so busy just this year. I mean, I'm just (laughs) talking about 2019. Yeah. Um, And then if you look at the back half of 2018 as well, you've just been at trade show Mm -hmm. to trade show. So what what do you think makes Little Bird successful when we go to these trade shows? Well, I do think it's about um, kind of what we talked about, like coming prepared to give energy Mm. because you cannot go to one of these shows and suck energy out of a room. Right. You can't. You really need to, you know, uh, liven things up. And people really appreciate that. Yeah. And so that's a little bit of a personal choice for me to come and arrive well rested, sure. you know, not having a bunch of stress, you know, not not planning other meetings, mm-hmm. oh, you know, popping out of the trade show and still trying to do work. And that's right. why I'm so appreciative of, you know, when I'm gone, how you guys run this place. Um, and and I think that's a sign ultimately of a good leader that I, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be telling you what to do right? because you guys know what to do and you're responsible. And I that makes a huge difference. I see some co-founders and founders and CEOs and CMOs at these shows and they're divided. Their attention's yeah. divided and that. I don't think that's very good. Right. But also I kind of come back to what I just talked about is that we know 
our ideal client persona. We do, yeah. We look at our personas before we head out onto the trade show, mm-hmm. and we're very clear with people about, oh, well, this is who we're looking for. We're looking for, even down to, we know that we we are, it's not ideal for us to work with an owner. Mm, yeah. We're not looking for yeah, the owner. It's built we'll, into our personas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're looking for someone very loyal, very, you know, they could be a C-suite or not C-suite, mm-hmm. but that wherever they are, their position is incredibly meaningful. They're incredibly, you know, uh, personally tied to the goals of the company. They're they're devoted. Yeah. You know, so we're looking for some interesting things. Um, and so I think when we find that person, we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming into a trade show ready for that is really great. The other thing we do, and I know that you know this now, <laughs> is that we maximize our time. Oh, yeah. That's probably like the number one thing mm-hmm. that I saw at this conference. Um, and I mean, it goes back to what you were just saying. When you're not constantly stepping out to take those phone calls, send those emails or get extra work done, you're really able to use every minute mm-hmm. that you're there. I mean, not only did we attend all the the fringe things, right. uh, like the wire, you know, welcome party and the after hours events, but also like when you are at the conference, you're using up every minute. We're in sessions, connecting with people, tweeting people. We're walking around. We do something kind of different. And a lot of people probably saw this. We we bring our podcast recorder with us. um, And we're we're walking around. We're getting getting little recordings for our podcast, but also making really great connections with people. Oh, my gosh. For sure. Because people, who doesn't want free PR, right? right? We only had one person. (laughs) As soon as we say that, there's one. Like, uh, no, we don't. But one you. person out I know, of uh, I know. Th- like over a thousand, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we have this great incredible. platform and we have so many people listening to this podcast and wanting to know what's going on out in marketing, what's going on in marketing research and what's going on in business, mm. you know, ownership. And so it, it is great to listen to you, to us. I, yeah. I like listening to us. Yeah, but it's so cool, I think to hear from other people. Why did they come to the show? What are they trying Mm -hmm. to do? Who are they trying to reach? And so, you know, we did this bird on the street again, and it's such a cool format, but it makes it so fun to interact with people. It really does. And it goes, and it also starts with giving. Let me give you Mm. access to our, you know, access to our audience. Let me give you a chance to say what you really want people to know from this trade show. And so when you start a relationship with giving, Mm -hmm. I think it's just that much more powerful, that much more dynamic. Now, some of these people, we knew even in interviewing a few of them that they're not a fit for us. They're not business for us. That's not the point. The point is to just be energetic, to bring something, you know, great to the table, to really, you know, help, uh, you know, raise the vibration. And I won't be like, you know, weird about it, but it is about an energy vibration at a Mm -hmm. show and to help people get excited about what's going on in their industry and their job. And so, you know, incorporating people and letting them talk on our podcast is one of those things that can bring right. that vibe up and get other people right. interested. You yeah. Know, and it's in so beneficial for our listeners too to have um, a diverse spectrum yeah. of what they're hearing. It's not just you and I sitting here for 30 minutes saying, here's what I enjoyed and here's what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're listening to people from all around the country, mm-hmm. um, some all around the world. Right. Yeah. Um, and what they found valuable about this specific Quirks event. And to mm-hmm. me, that is just really interesting yeah. because you do get some overlap of, oh, I enjoyed this, or maybe they like the same session. But I was just blown away at the diversity of what what was really valuable. And right. it just speaks so much of this event and of Quirks um, that it can meet such diverse needs. Right. Yeah. And you asked me, you know, why do we do so well at these shows? My last thing I'll say about that is mm-hmm. that you and I both know that we have an incredible follow-up plan. We do, yeah. <laughs> and so we set those things in motion because there's no way that now we're exhausted. We're back. It's Monday. And, you know, there's no way we could sit down and be like, oh, get how could we mount up the energy and 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 clarity, you know, to create a, a, a significant checklist about what needs to be done? No, we did that weeks ago when we had energy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and now we really, the team can come around us and really help us, right. you know, get these last few things done mm-hmm. so that we can end what Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, some people, they they think about the trade show as that middle, you know, portion. I'm going to get there and then I'll make these. But if you don't do the beginning work and connect with everybody like you know, on my team, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll let people know a little bit of the, the, you know, pull the curtain back, but mm-hmm. I am very good on LinkedIn and I mm-hmm. do connect personally with people, but right yeah. before a trade show, you know, Kaylee on our team will go through and I will write an actual 
personal note, but she will send it for me to everybody who's a speaker and everybody that I want to connect with or just to connect with them on LinkedIn. Right. Now, once I start, once they connect with me, then I, I write Take to them the personally. But getting some of that work done at the beginning, that's really important because as you see, um, we need to be following them on Twitter and we need to be connected with them on LinkedIn because if you bump into them and get a picture or you're in one of the sessions and you want to tweet or post something about them, if you're not connected to them, it's so much work to try and find them yeah. online or what's their hashtag or what's their Twitter handle or yeah, those kinds of try things. To so track them down. that is so that makes that makes that middle part it just sucks all your energy oh, yeah. out of the trade show. You're already you're already tired. Yeah. You're already you have so much going on when you're there. If you could get any of that work done beforehand, you're just mm-hmm. really helping yourself. Yeah. And then that's interesting another thing, you know, about like what I mentioned about giving and obviously this is my ethos. It's yeah. like I think show up and give what you can, mm-hmm. you know, give when you can, as much as you can, yeah. you know, um, to whom you can and um but also we go to different sessions and we really do make an effort to tweet about awesome things other people are saying, even if it doesn't pertain to us. Right. And just to help people, you know, get their word out. Mm -hmm. And I think people really appreciate that. And it's also proof in the pudding. We're social. um, You know, we understand digital. Mm -hmm. If we can't do it, then my goodness, you know, who can? Um, But, you know, I love it. Like when there's an author or there's someone up there speaking and we get a good picture of them speaking and a good picture of the crowd, Mm -hmm. because I think for so long I was out there speaking on my own and I never had a solid, great, you know, photo yeah. of myself out right. in action. Right. <laughs> and uh, and it's so I like giving that gift, you know, to other yeah. people. Be like, here's a great it's a picture nice surprise. of you. Yeah. yeah. You, you know? get off stage and then you check Twitter and someone uh-huh. tweeted something you said with a picture of you. Yeah, that's incredible. It is. It is really cool. And that kind of goes back to, I think I probably got that from my wedding. Our photographer mm-hmm. totally bailed. Oh, no. And um, oh. <laughs> the uh, uh, guy who came as a plus one to someone in my wedding party and they weren't even dating. Um, They ended up married, but they weren't even dating. And he was a plus one and he came with a camera and took candids of my entire wedding and they turned out to be my only pictures of my wedding. So it was this gift out of the blue of like, I never asked somebody to do that. And he wouldn't have known that my photographer like just totally bailed, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so to me, it's like that really was such an impact. And also we got back from our honeymoon and he had them developed and they were at my house. Oh, the I know. sweetest it's gift. Sweetest guy, oh Chris gosh. Macklin, wherever you are. I love you to death. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that kind of thing, when someone gives to you and they didn't ask for something in return, it makes an impact on mm-hmm. you. And so I like doing those kinds yeah. of things that people are like, oh, why do you want to interview me? You know, we could never do business together. I'm like, so? Yeah. You could do business with someone else that maybe yeah. I'm connected yeah. to. And it's that spirit that really makes, That's you know. That's really interesting because I don't think a lot of people go into trade shows or conferences with that mentality. It's mm-hmm. all... What can I get? Who can I meet that's going to benefit me? And that really turns this whole thing and flips it on its head. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what makes events like Quirk so great Mm -hmm. is when you meet people like that that are just like, yeah, I'm here to give. Right, right. Shout out to Tacey at Dynana. My (laughs) favorite, which we're going to have her on the podcast. Yeah, she's Um, amazing. Totally amazing. But she gets the, the gift of giving. And I think it just goes to show, too, because she has clients who you know, are incredibly loyal because she first gives yes. to people. Yeah. So we do want to give out a few awards because yeah. last this time. Is our at new the last... favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, huge shout out to uh, um, a new category for mm-hmm. us, best shoes at best the event. Shoes, <laughs> We're going to yeah. have to get, have him send us a picture. Oh, no, I took a picture. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll put it on our show notes and, and in the social. But uh, Bob Farrow, you know mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah, trusted <laughs> talent. If you did not see his shoes... They were incredible. They were incredible. Now, I wanted to give out the uh, Quirk Spirit Award, mm. and I think you know who I will be giving that to. I think I do as well. I think I might have a video on my phone oh of my. him, actually. <laughs> now, hold on to that. We can oh, yeah. use that. <laughs> Stuart, you are amazing. And yes, the orange socks, they help. Um, normally, you can find Stuart um, in uh, orange pair of trousers, mm. um, which I think is really interesting. We talked about that about the last quirks about Proto Brand having their, you know, their, um, uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, 
uniform? Yes, a uniform. Yeah, they're red pants. Uh, yeah, and they're red pants. You can always find them. Red pants, blue shirt. And actually, there was a gal this time there for was, Proto Brand. And I was she like, looks so cute. I was like, I can't tell if she's a Proto Brand or just has a really cute outfit because it <laughs> looks so good. So she rocked that. But um, Stuart, you get the Quirk Spirit Award. And uh, when we were at the jam session, we even got to dance a little bit with Stuart, and that yeah. was super fun. But he has, I think, that spirit of giving, that spirit, spirit of inclusion that really oh. makes and sense so, to me. And so incredibly helpful. From yeah. the moment we stepped in, you know, we stayed at the same hotel as him, um, and so did a lot of people at the conference. But the second we stepped into the to the room and met him to the very end, it was so incredible yeah. of – yeah, he was so helpful. And that's memorable, right? Yeah. And people oh, want to sure. people at the end. We talk a lot about consumers or clients or buyer personas, but this it's just people. Yeah. It's just people. Mm-hmm. It's humans. Right. And I think he brings humanity, yeah. you know, back into it. And right. that makes it super fun. Yeah. So thank you, Stuart. You yeah. get the, the Quirk Spirit Award. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask you, what do you, what did you think the best giveaway is? Mm-hmm. I know, you know, the only time we really deal with giveaways, because we're not, I, I don't know. I'm just like, I, I like giveaways, but I, we don't sure. really go pick up a lot of giveaways. We're right. there to talk to people. Um, but we do are on the lookout for really great, you yeah. know, giveaways. And then also, usually we pick them up because we add them to our giveaways if they right. would like to. You know, yeah. We would just tell people, hey, a lot of times we do a little giveaway with a lot of other things mm-hmm. that we buy. Would you like yeah. to contribute? Something and people are like, uh, yeah. Right. Um, so what did you think the best uh, giveaway was at this trade show? Okay. So for me, I really like giveaway items that are useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like, I don't like clutter. So P2Sample gave away wireless chargers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's branded, but it's so cool and yeah. so useful. So yeah. that is that's that was my favorite yeah, thing. And they did give us a second one to put in the giveaway. They did. They yeah. Did. So that's going to be added to the giveaway. So I think our next giveaway will be launching at the end of April, beginning of May. So keep your eyes open for yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be a really good one. And mm-hmm. I also give a uh, shout out to P2 Sample because they are, uh, you know, exquisite, exquisite supporters of WIRE, of women in research. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, uh, um, JD is now a member of the board for WIRE. And they, they've just always been very helpful um, over the years yeah. uh, with Kristen Luck and, and supporting women in research and in fact, Veronica, their CMO, she was so fun. She, she should get the was. shout out for being yeah. like such a cool person. She's a blast. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, we were going back and forth about some different um, social media things, but just that kind of kindness, that level mm-hmm. of kindness, and just to see the kind of support that they're giving to women in research is super, um, super great. So not only do you get the great giveaway, um, but you get um, the great um, thank you for supporting Wire yeah, Award for sure. <laughs> so. We just wanted to tee you up for all of these great interviews that uh, that we have um, for our quote-unquote bird on the street. Yes. And it was fun. We hope that you really enjoy them. Yeah, we're going to get some really good um, long, long-format interviews out of this. All right, so I am here with Katie Culp of Quirks. Hi. Yeah, we're so, we're so excited to be here. But um, this is kind of special. This is the first time the event is happening here in Chicago. Um, and for us, it's just been so incredible. Um, we have a lot of clients here in the Chicago market, so it's really interesting and convenient. Um, but there are a lot of people here. There are a ton of people here. We are actually at or above where we were in New York at this time. Oh so we're goodness. right now at um, just over a thousand people wow. checked in. Yeah, and, and just so that you guys know who are listening, we're day one. Um, it's still technically morning. We haven't even hit lunch yet. So that's an incredible number. And I know people were getting here early too. We got here like a day ago so we could start networking and hanging out with people. There are already so many amazing uh, events outside of what's happening at Quirks. Yes, absolutely. So it's it's just such an incredible opportunity to, to come and really um, invest in relationships while we're here. Um, okay, so I want to know, what is your personal favorite part about a Quirks event? I love the energy. I love watching mm-hmm. people walk around and network, and uh, especially with our new Click badges that they have the digital business cards. Yeah. They're having a lot of fun with it. There's they gamif- really are. They are. There's gamification with it, so everyone's trying to get up on the leaderboard, yes. and you see people going around trying to click with everybody, and it's just a great way to help with the networking. 
um, and it's fun. Yeah, it's so incredibly uh, convenient too. You can um, hook it to your LinkedIn as well, yep. and everything is in one spot. You have your schedule, you have uh, what sessions you've been to, yep. you can make a calendar of what sessions you want to go to. It's It really is amazing. It's an all-in-one thing, and it's new this year, and it's just been phenomenal. We had a lot of great feedback from it, so we're super excited to see That's it in action. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for being on our show. My pleasure. Thank you. I'm with Zoe Dowling from Focus Vision, and I got to say, I went to your event, your, to your talk yesterday uh, with Dawn, and it was really awesome. I loved the whole startup of the experience and what what you know what needed to happen at the beginning of the research. So tell tell us a little, just give us a little sure. recap of it because it was great. Oh, great! Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so Dawn and I started to work together a year ago. She is uh, she's our CMO, and she's always been in the technology world. Uh, but not research. And so coming in, this was a new space for her entirely. And what was uh, interesting, she'd been B2B, technology, had never really used, had never really uh, used research before. And so this kind of opened her eyes. And I'm glad to say we have a convert, like a true convert for, for research. Um, but what, what we found was she brought in, and she's a transformative marketer, the digital, like we're going to hold touch points and all these different things that we should be doing in marketing. Um, and it's challenging me to do this in research as well. And what we had found was that as I got folded under her function, under marketing, and she'd never had a research in our team before, that you know, we, we, had, we underwent a little bit of a journey to how we work together. Um, you know, it's certainly not a bad one, uh, you know, not, not so turbulent, but of course there were twists and turns. And that was really what we talked about, was, was our journey about getting to know each other, translating one another's language, one another worlds, our, our constraints and flexibilities and all these different things. And how, I would say, a year later, and of course we're still on it, uh, we're hoping we're doing things much better for in our jobs, for the company, and hopefully also our customers. Well, I loved it. I thought what you brought was relevant, and it, it is absolutely what people are talking about, and what, what they need to hear more of. So yeah. thanks so much, Zoe, for much joining us on Pondering from the Perch, and I hope you have a, a good time the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So I'm here with Sanjay Verdula. Um, he's with Recon MR. So tell us first, just uh, why why would you want to come here as a company? What were you hoping to get? So Recon MR has traditionally been involved in telephone survey research, and we've done very well in that space. But we're starting to see the intersection between some of our infrastructure and tools that we offer to our clients. Uh, we're seeing the intersection with that in the MR space, and we thought this is a good place to kind of discover. Uh, where that intersection could occur. So you, we were talking just a, a minute ago about some of the sessions. So tell us what some of the key takeaways, what's the learning that you felt you got from this? Uh, well, from your session, uh, I think that definitely uh, we need to update our approach to social media. And it can't just be something you talk about. You really have to have a plan. So I was excited about the planning that you offered. But definitely for a, um, kind of a company that uh, specializes in traditional methods, uh, there's still ways to uh, project yourself with a, you know, kind of an updated look through, through social media. And I, th I think uh, I got that from your session. A lot. Awesome. But you are a thought leader in this industry. So what, what do you have to offer? What can people be learning from you by mingling here at these events? Uh, that rigor and uh, discipline still matter when it comes to research. We're, we profess our uh, ability to be rigorous and uh, disciplined in our approach to research and that you really can't cut corners and we don't and I think that uh, we demonstrate that day in and day out with our work so it's important that you still stay on track with uh, you know the profession and, uh, and you know in, in delivering the work. Well thanks for being a part of our, our episode our little wrap-up for uh, for this conference. Thanks Sanjay. With Tina Gaffney from Realize, and um, there's just always something new going on at these uh, at these conferences. Obviously, everybody's looking for what's um, emerging and where people are innovating. So, is there anything new going on with Realize that you want to share with everyone? Yeah. So, our newest metric is called the attention metric. And attention is a gatekeeper in all advertising. 
what we do is measure the effectiveness of advertising. And this attention metric helps us to understand whether people are paying attention to advertising content or if they're completely distracted. Have they shut their eyes? Are they yawning? Are they nearly falling asleep? Or are they actually interested in the advertising content? So this is something new that we've been able to bring to our clients and a very exciting metric. We just recently got a patent on it. And um, we're getting noticed in academia. Yeah, so this is changing a lot because before we were, you know, measuring, do people open this? Do they click? Do they watch this? Do they know this brand? But now this is truly, are they engaged? So how do you think this will change the decisions then your clients will be able to make you know, with this new metric. Right, so in addition to just reporting on the metric, we're also able to show second by second through the video content where people are paying attention and where they're distracted. So what that does is allow people to optimize their content before it goes to final publication. I love it, so it's not a yes, no, vote this up, down. This is, this is how you go about improving things. Correct. Correct. Well, awesome, thanks Tina for joining us. Yes, of course. So I'm here with Michael Kissin uh, from Fuel Cycle, and um, we're good friends, uh, full that's disclosure. Friend. That's <laughs> we had a lot of fun at other conferences. Um, there's a small but mighty group of us that has a great time, but I wanted, time. To, I wanted to stop by your booth because, first of all, the new booth looks amazing. Thank you, yeah. yeah. Our marketing team crushed it again. Yes. Uh, I feel like we're like growing up every mm -hmm. time we come and every year they get bigger and mm -hmm. better, but this one we outdid ourselves. Right. Great job, Victoria. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, shout, shout out. Um, yeah, they, we did a really great job. I'm excited. We have a big presence this year and uh, we're hoping that we get uh, a ton of great conversation. Let's talk about what, what are some of the more uh, common questions you're getting from companies coming and looking at Fuel Cycle and what you could deliver, what are some of the anxieties or concerns that they're having and why they actually choose to work with Fuel Cycle? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So I'm gonna give you a kind of a shitty answer. Sorry, uh, but it is. it really depends on the brand, right? So we work with people from insurance to CPG to retail to finance, I mean, all the different verticals, right? Um, so I think that really does change on a base-to-base -base and like really what they're focused on but I will tell you customer experience from the beginning to the end is very very important they want to understand from the second you hear about our brand all the way till you're a potential customer to being a customer they want to know how is every touch point happening from marketing to the product side everything like that um, so anything to do with customer experience is massive we're seeing a ton of it done in our platform right now they want to hear the voice of the customer tell them about those experiences um, and then probably Gen Z is another thing. Everybody wants to talk to these people because they're the next up and coming with the dollars coming, right, fast. So they want to know how they're going to be able to resonate with these people. So they're having those conversations on a regular basis. Hey, well, you heard it here at Quirk Chicago, right here at the booth for Fuel Cycles. Thank you, Priscilla. <laughs> okay, see you tonight. So I'm here with Riley Maynard, and um, she is going to give us the rundown on Dapper Z, which actually I didn't know what the name stands for. So tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, so we get it confused with Deprezzi a lot. Uh -huh. Everyone assumes we're an Italian company. <laughs> which is kind of cool. Okay. It is cool. So sometimes I'm like, should I correct them? But Dapperzy is, is data presentation system. So that kind of just represents overall what we do as a company um, in terms of, of visualizations on the reporting side. Okay. Uh, so that's a lot of design work. So you, you take the data, but there's a lot of design that goes on top of that. So why do you think that is really qualitatively better um, you know, for the end user? Yeah, I mean, I always think about myself as an end user. Would I rather go through an SPSS data file and look at the results in, in, in a file or in tables, or would I rather look at a customer journey where I can actually, at a glance, see a red thumb, or a red thumbs down if a score is negative versus a green thumbs up if it's positive? Right. It just makes the, the overall experience in digesting that data a lot easier and a lot more valuable for the end user. Right, and you guys do have a lot of uh, dynamic icons. You use a lot of different ways to show the customer journey journey. So um, who is the ideal client that you know, like that would be the very best conversation that you could have here at Quirks? Who, who are you kind of waiting to pop into the booth? That's a great question. I, I always I always think our best clients, we, we work a lot with market research agencies and with enterprises through their market research department. But I always think the market research agencies that have that true pain point that they're looking to solve, um, they come into a conversation looking for that solution. They're open-minded, they want a change. Instead of just platforming what they currently do just on a new tool, they really want to kind of 
re redo how they're, they're they're doing their current business and, and adding that business value. Mm-hmm. So not going up one notch, like who's ready to go up ten notches right. in the way exactly. that they present exactly. data. Okay. Reposition how they're doing everything okay. and having that open mind. Let's go out there and find out. I agree. <laughs> Let's do it. I love it. Awesome. Thanks, Riley, of for joining course. us. Thank you so much. I'm here with Kevin Mahler, and he's one of my fellow speakers here at Quirk. So um, now you're with Schmidt Market Research, and so what was so important um, that led to you actually spending all the time we know it takes to create an actual presentation? So what are you going to speak on today? So we're really interested in um, customer relationships and brand relationships at Schmidt, and so we self-funded a study to look at how emotional connections affect some different things, including business outcomes, but even more importantly, brand disruptions. Um, when you see what happened with Gillette you know, a couple months ago and the controversy that came out and some, several of the other companies that have been impacted by that, we want to know how can you mitigate the impact of these things that may happen. Mm-hmm. So we look at traditional things like having a problem or you know, um, a privacy breach maybe, but also at some new things about this idea of um, socio-political values mm-hmm. and how that plays into right. uh, people's connection to the brand and are they willing to stick around when something happens and right, stuff like right. that. It used to just be us on the marketing and PR side that yeah. had to deal with crises, <laughs> but now welcome to the crisis show or we like to call it the shit show. Yes. So thanks for talking with us. I'm going to come to your session because you're oh, right after you. me, so that'll be fun. <laughs> thanks, Kevin. Well, thank you. Justin Blumgren, and uh, we've known each other for a while, but uh, in uh, some different capacities. So you're here with 2020 Research, and so tell everybody what your day-to-day is. Thanks, Priscilla. So my day-to-day is, I I really, I I thrive on listening to my clients, uh, to my partners, figuring out what their needs are first. You know, what's keeping them up at night, where their challenges are. Um, You know, we hear in this industry all the time about uh, actionability. So I am really exist to listen and then help people solve problems that drive meaningful growth. Yeah. Well, you see, okay, so that's what you're doing for your client, but I see at the companies that you've been on, you've been able to also drive meaningful growth within that company. Oh, sure. So this is where you and I connect a lot is about the the connecting the dots between sales and research because somehow sales kind of becomes a dirty word. It sure does, Priscilla, yeah. (laughs) But we we totally connect on that. So tell me a little bit why you think it's been hard in the industry for market researchers to really be really good salespeople. Super great question. So uh, what I've found in the industry is that there's so many companies that are below this kind of $6 million mark. And what happens is the CEO is the lead salesperson. Uh, They're running the operations. They're doing everything. They're wearing all the hats. They're completely stressed out. They... um, and they don't know how to take the company from six million to twelve million, mm-hmm. and it's about scaling. And how do they create basically a, a mirror image of themselves? So it's less about them over time and more about the company. So what I've done is like I I would come into the company, I would you know basically audit the sales process, take a look at who their major clients are. Are they being touched? Are they getting the attention and you know, that they demand, that they need to help them be successful. Because we succeed in the, in this industry when our partners do. Um, it's good to see you here. Where can people find 2020 Research? So good to see you. You can find us online at 2020research.com. You can uh, find me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with people. Thanks so much, Priscilla. So, Ashley, I know you said that you thought market research people were straight-laced or whatnot, but you were really surprised by how much they party. <laughs> so very surprised. I, You kind of you, – you planned everything on our calendar, and when I got to Chicago, I opened up my calendar, and I saw one of the parties was going to be lasting oh, into the early morning hours. And I was like, this – surely this is a mistake. These people wouldn't do that. Oh, no. Oh, was I wrong? I think our hotel room at one point looked like it was like a rock star event. We, you know, yeah. we were, yeah, we were on tour or something. But that's because we work hard. We talk about maximizing the time. Yeah. But um, we went one day from, you know, being out on getting our podcast, doing our presentation, finishing mm-hmm. up a couple of other podcast um, things. And then there was a after hours, the cocktail party that, right. that happens right after the, right. On the, the, showroom, on the floor. showroom floor. And then uh, we were invited to Fuel Cycle to their margarita mm-hmm. um 
party that they had just like a couple blocks down. So we got to talk with them, had great conversations at that event. And then we moved right over to the Quirk sponsored Jam Sesh, which was up in our hotel. And this is so fun. This is, if you've never been to Quirk's, this Jam Session is uh, everybody that's in the band is a market researcher. It was incredible. And they were so (laughs) good. They were so good. It's not like karaoke style. No, it's like full on production. You would have no idea that these people don't like travel together. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was totally great. So then we went to that. And then, of course, Research Club, which is always the the bomb diggity. Right. Of, like, and that's the one that goes the wee hours in the morning. And we were the party. We, I mean, we, we made that thing yeah, a party. Yeah, for sure. For and Fieldwork sponsored that. And that was, you yeah, know, that it, was it. That was great. So it Research was really Club, incredible. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we did party till we in the morning. We did. Yeah. We maybe also had French fries late in our room that night. Thank you, Tacey. Yeah. Shout out. All right. So I have Jim Jacobs here with me. He is the CEO of Focus Insight. We are on day one of Quirks. Jim, tell me what makes you different than everyone else here? There's a lot of exhibitors, but like what makes Focus Insight different? Well, you know, we are a qualitative market research recruitment firm. So we find people for all these studies, which is the number one most important thing. And you know, listening to your talk earlier for Littlebird uh, about the importance of social media, we understand that better than anyone in the market. For example, our people are Facebook Blueprint certified. This is a free program, but it's a time-consuming program in order to get through, and we run extensive Facebook ads. We know how to find people, patients, caregivers, um, through social media, you know, through hashtags, through different foundations. A lot of recruitment firms, all they do is rely on the same old dusty panel that's been sitting around, the grandmoms, you know, the way they used to do it, and, you know, and, and like, you, you know, like you spoke about, the, the Internet and social media channels change so rapidly, and you really have to stay on top of them in order to know how to, you know, Google search changes all the time. How come market research recruitment methods don't change all the time? That's what we say all the time in the office. So a lot of how we get respondents for tougher studies are through social media outreach. It's absolutely pivotal. Blogging, absolutely pivotal. Podcasts, so everything you said hit right home. I'm here with Jill Bishop with Multilingual Connections. And first of all, Jill, I have to say a big thank you from all of us at uh, WIRE because you came and sponsored the event last night. And it was your first WIRE event, but we had a lot of fun. Um, but those things don't happen without sponsors. And so thanks to, uh, you know, thanks to you and your company for doing that. It's super important. But it was my I, Well, very cool. And we had a good time. <laughs> yeah, we did. Absolutely. Those, those gin drinks went down real easy. Oh, yeah. I love the name of it, too. Gin Pop. That was pretty funny. So, um, But you're here as an exhibitor at Quirk. So what what is really ideal for you? If we could bring the most ideal new client for you, what does that look like? Sure. There are, well, there are so many. So we do translation and transcription in about 75 languages and a lot of the work that we do supports research. And so we work with we work with platforms, we work with researchers, we work with end clients. So it's really all across the board. But anybody who's doing work with multilingual speakers, that could be in the U.S. or it could be global survey work, global um, in-depth interviews, focus groups, where you need the content translated and transcribed. And so we love to just partner with our clients and help make sure that they have the tools that they need to understand, help understand and engage their speakers. Right, because it's not just about languages. Tell us a little bit about like some of the nuance of differences in within dialects and areas, but then also why do they need to be specialists in market research? Why, yeah. why is that important for a translation company? Absolutely. Well, it's really important when you're assigning projects to translators that they're, that they're native speakers of the target language and from the region as well, um, because there are so many differences in language. You want to make sure that anything that's being translated is translated naturally so that the audience receives it as if it were written in that language for them and doesn't come off as sounding awkward or unfamiliar or from a different region than than what's comfortable for them. Um, But the industry expertise is really important too. Um, You want to make sure that the translation isn't leading people in a certain way. Um, You know, the way that the questions might be translated. You want to be able to capture nuance and and really have an understanding of the market that you're working in. And so it's, it's really essential that that 
you're using human translators who understand nuance, who understand culture, who understand the people that you're working with, uh, and can and can convey that in both in, in in either language, whether it's into English or into the native language of the audience. Right. Well, you were new to me, and you were new to Wire, but you're not a new business, so uh, 14 years strong. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Well, congratulations, and thanks for being a part of our podcast. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I appreciate it. I'm here with Jigna Shaw with Ribbon, and uh, we're, you know, in market research, there is so many new things emerging. Um, there are a lot of people here on the floor, but tell me at Ribbon, who is your ideal client? Who would you like to pop into your booth and you thought, oh, this, this is exactly the right fit for us? Hey, thanks, Priscilla. So, um, you know, for us, the ideal client would be a market researcher, maybe an in-house market researcher or somebody who is at a market research firm. But that person is struggling uh, and spending hours every day doing gifts and rewards and incentives manually, right? Uh, you know, as you know, um, incentives often play a very important role in helping you get the respondents or the participants you need to get a meaningful data set, which will ultimately lead to some meaningful insight and change. Uh, and often in market research, without the right incentives, it is not possible to have that uh, pool of respondents or participants. Uh, and as a result, a lot of market researchers spend a lot of time uh, manually buying, sending, tracking incentives. Sometimes they go to panels and the panels take care of those incentives, but oftentimes you have to source people from your own list, maybe for customer experience research, or maybe you're recruiting a custom list for which a panel doesn't exist. So in all of these scenarios, you often find researchers spending hours and hours over days and weeks on manually tracking and fulfilling and managing incentives. And that, that researcher usually is the one who, at that point, would rather do something else. You know, they didn't sign up to be the gift administrator. They signed up to be a researcher. They would rather focus on insights. So that is a person who, if they show up at our booth, you know, we would be delighted. And I think by the time they leave our booth, they would be delighted that they found a tool like Ribbon. Awesome. Thanks for joining us on Ponderings from the Perch, Jignesh. I hope the rest of the, of the quirks is a really good for you. Thank you so much for having me, Priscilla, and yes, uh, have fun at the show. So you've heard Katrina Noel on my podcast um, from No Research, but today I have Leanne Donovan, and uh, she's here at Quirk, so this is fun. We're getting to actually meet face-to-face, -face. but um, I have a little, there's a little uh, word on the street that something new and fun is going on at No Research, so tell me about that. Um, yeah, it's uh, we're doing something called Pop-Up Insights, and it's uh, a really great way for uh, clients to kind of get a quick top of mind um, answer to a question that they may have. So we'll go to any event that they may be holding and stop the people as they come in and ask them basically one question. So for instance, let's say it's the future of shopping. So how do you, what do you see in the future of shopping in five years from now? And then um, from there, we, kind of, we have what's called a learning wall that we will write, have them write their answers on the wall or um, we'll use uh, sticky pads, sticky notes, that sort of thing. And we're kind of getting their, their first reactions on what they think, how that trend is going. Mm -hmm. So highly interactive, but really focused on something. So um, do you see this happening in a lot of, lot of different types of uh, conferences? So you could see this in, uh, you know, in a lot of different verticals, or is there something you're going to focus on? What's going on? We can really use this in any vertical. Um, we can use it. Uh, we use, do do it at conferences. Um, we also, let's say uh, a client is opening up a new restaurant and they want, you know, to get the top, top of mind feedback. Well, whatever that is that they're looking to dig deeper on, we will start with a general question and then kind of dig a little deeper. Yeah, and I like that because people are time crunched and they don't always like being stopped for a long thing. So this idea of, oh, it's just one question, that could be pretty easy, right? Exactly. And then we give them a video uh, like compilation of the people's reaction. Mm -hmm. So they have, you can really see as the wall grows how the uh, question really gets funneled down to the you know, the few answers that are over and over and over again. Right, so it's interactive in the way you actually get the insights, and then it's interactive in the way people get to look at their insights and actually <laughs> listen to their insights, so it's on both sides. Exactly. Okay, that is super cool. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much.
So I'm here with uh, Garrett Gilerubio um, with P2 Sample, and I'm just curious, you know, um, in your opinion, you guys have been around, you have a lot of expertise, but what is actually emerging right now as um, some questions or really great topics around MR? So I, I think from our vantage point, uh, working on the sample side of the industry, we are hearing a lot of customers, a lot of um, agencies, a lot of brand clients who are looking for automation. They're looking to take that next step in market research sampling, and they're looking to go above and beyond the traditional manual, very uh, invite-based uh, technology, and go to uh, the next level, the volume, the automation, the real-time engagement with respondents. So for us, uh, with, with some exciting developments on our side, uh, platforming what we do, um, it's an exciting time, and people are very eager to talk about it. Yeah, there is a lot of talk about automation. So what do you think is a misunderstanding or a misconception about automation in market research? I, I think more than anything, the traditional market researcher is concerned that it takes a lot of work, that it's a lot of resources, a lot of development time, a lot of technology involved in, in truly automating. And we found that it can actually be quite efficient and quite rapid uh, to set up and, and trial and error is better than <laughs> So uh, that, that ability to get things up quickly um, is something that is, is essentially um, misunderstood uh, by the average market researcher. Very cool. And I just want to say thanks from all of us at WIRE. All the women in research appreciate the way P2 Sample is back to that organization. It's Our really pleasure. appreciated. <laughs> thanks so much, Garrett. Thank you. So this is Cheryl Jordan Aguilera, and she's here with Pop Research, and this is a DIY uh, research platform, and so there's a lot of talk about DIY, there's a lot of talk about automation, but why in this uh, area is automation actually your friend? Well, we believe automation is important because we're helping to take the redundant pieces um, of the process out and free up uh, researchers and insights professionals, freeing them up to um, be able to do more of the thinking um, and add their um, knowledge and expertise um, on top of the hard work that's already being done by the technology and the automation so that they can um, provide those um, insights and expertise and share it with the business, thereby adding um, value back to the business and being able to keep up at the speed that the business is making decisions. Right, it is all faster, faster, faster. A lot of people are saying that. So cutting out some of the more mundane work and letting the really highly skilled people do the highly skilled stuff. That's right. I love it, I love it. Anything else you wanna say about what you're doing at Pop Research or anything new emerging? Um, yeah, we've been doing some exciting things that I think are going to have a lot of relevance to the CPG industry in particular. It's a product that we call Design Pop, and Design Pop has uh, been created to um, help with um, automating uh, naming, testing, logos, taglines, and packaging research. So being able to do those things um, in 24 hours um, and with like an N of 300 for $3,000 um, we think is going to be a game changer and it was designed for the CPG industry specifically in mind. Awesome. Thanks so much, Cheryl. You're very welcome. Thanks for stopping by. I'm here with the meat shootery, and we're at uh, Quirks here in Chicago. So tell me why you wanted to come to this event. I know usually it's your team that comes to these <laughs> events, but you're here. So yeah. tell me what, what's important to you about coming to this. See, generically there are three things. The first one is uh, people come to share knowledge, right. you know, to understand uh, what is happening all around, assuming that each individual or each company that, you know, is not that intelligent as in accumulation it could be. The second is, you know, you create a network. Maybe you, you would maybe we could have some panel stuff, you know, offline, online, or, uh, you know, uh, methodology, let's say. It. And third one is you meet with your peers. Right. You know, <laughs> very important. <laughs> so, uh, depends. Yeah. And uh, there, again, uh, there would be two things. You meet with your vendors, you meet with your clients. Yeah. Both. So this would be the you know three major reasons right. why, and I come in here because my people <laughs> could not make it. So I said, okay, I'm here, so let me go this time. Yeah. So. Well, what's unique about Jasper Cohen Research? What's what? What do you all specialize in? I would say uh, majorly for offline and online. Okay. And uh, the way we present the data, mm -hmm. the visualization capability, which. Uh, the market research organizations are lacking. You know, they majorly look for collecting the data maybe through various methodologies. Right. But when it comes to presentation, mm -hmm. it is 
raw data that goes into either SPSS or Excel or um, you know other sim simple softwares. Mm -hmm. Now, we, most of our clients, you know, would love to see the charts, you know, right. instead of sure. seeing the data <laughs> in, 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 in a very generic manner. Yeah. So this is what we excel in, this is what we like even, right? So the clients are happy. Yeah. So I'm here with Benjamin Reddy with the eTab. So we talk a lot at these uh, conferences and hear a lot about innovating in the MR space. So tell me what eTabs is doing uh, in terms of innovation. So our latest innovation is our Iris dashboard platform that enables you to bring in market research data with all its nuances and specialties into an online dashboard in a fraction of the time as it would in any other traditional dashboard platform. So you could, our aim is to have a, a client-ready dashboard within 30 minutes. So who is uh, the ideal client then for this technology, this innovation? Most of our clients tend to be market research companies who are doing this for their clients. I'd say about 70% research companies and about 30% would be corporations and users of market research who are using our tools for data visualization and dashboards. So as uh, different conferences, what do you think about Quirks in terms of getting out your uh, innovation message? Quirks has been brilliant. It's an excellent forum. It's, it's very well geared towards giving exhibitor time and incentives for researchers to find out what's new, what's innovative in the industry. Great, thanks. Thank you. So I'm here with Erin Frey from Insight Strategy Group. And actually, your colleague Ruth is going to be speaking tomorrow here at Quirks. So tell us what she's going to be talking about. So she'll be presenting on uh, a study that we did recently where we looked at uh, Gen Z and millennials and how their definition of success has evolved over the past six years. And she'll be bringing up uh, insights around uh, what that means for brands and how they can activate on that. I have had so many people ask me about that and say that that's one of the reasons why they came was to really understand that next generation. Is that something really common that you get asked uh, you know, at your company? Yeah, it's actually one of our expertise areas. We really take a generational lens in a lot of our studies where we look at uh, Gen Z, we look at millennials, we look at Gen X, and we look for the commonalities across generations, we look for the differences, uh, and then even within generations, we look for uh, sort of uh, within cohort uh, uh, distinctions. Um, we also look at uh, things from a life stage perspective as well. Super interesting. I'm going to enjoy it tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Thank you. So you mentioned the Wire event that usually is the pregame to Quirks, and we're going to be going to uh, IIEX for Green Book's um, event in Austin. And we are actually going to be one of the sponsors for the Women in Research uh, pregame event, which is going to be super fun. I'm so excited. <laughs> but we would be remiss if we didn't say thank you to all the people who sponsored the event um, that was at Quirks. So um, it was at a great place, uh, mm -hmm. the, the place that Albert was really top-notch and so fun. People are so invited and talking with everyone, but definitely we'll put all of the uh, Wire sponsors in the show notes. They were super great, super friendly. And, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 that's what it takes for you to meet other women um, in research. And also, I love that, you know, men are invited to it. They yeah. can get a ticket. You got to sure. you got to move fast because the they wire events sell out. always sell out. Oh, um, yeah. And even the ones that are free, they yeah. require a ticket, an RSVP. And so you got to get in there and, yeah. and get your ticket. But it does keep it nice and intimate. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really fun getting to talk with people such who are like minded. Such a great way to kick off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a busy couple of days, but such a such a great way to start that. That, that whole experience. And if you're not a WIRE member, you need to go join. I'm just yeah. going to say that. It's yeah. so it's so beneficial. We'll link it in our show notes too so you can check them out. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, And it's always free. Yeah. Always, but these yeah. are things that we're talking about that are totally free to people to connect and right. network and bring something. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, having it the night before the event starts, it just means that you can connect with people and never be lonely at a trade show. Right. Yeah. You already have those connections going into day one. Right. And it's fun. And then you see them on the floor at different times yeah. and, and it just makes it so much more personal. And um, yeah, you, you have a friend you can go grab a drink with or sit down and, and have lunch with or something like that. It, it's pretty great. Yeah. That's it for Bird on the Street. From all of the peeps at Little Bird Marketing, we'd like to say happy marketing.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.